Welcome into the Pillow Fort. Pull up a pillow and let's chat. How's everyone's uh, Australia Day been or whatever you like to do today? If you're in Australia, it's Australia Day. Uh, if you're in India, it's Republic Day, I think. Um, not that I'd have any Indian listeners anyway. But yeah, how, how was your day? How did you spend your public holiday Friday uh, with some friends, with family, or did you spend it like me uh, in the office doing a mountain of pricing and paperwork that you haven't done previously because you've completely ran out of time? That's how I spent my day with uh, Netflix on the uh, on the on the second office computer. Is a bit of white noise, a bit of uh, Star Trek uh, Enterprise up on the other computer, just uh, make it so it's not quite so monotonous and boring. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty good day for me. I see uh, through my uh, friends on Snapchat and my friends on Facebook, people seem to have a pretty good day by the pool or at the cricket. Um, a good day at the cricket, I think, turned out to be a good day at the cricket. Uh, a few showers in Adelaide this morning, but you yeah, know, turned out to be a relatively good day at the cricket, I think, for the people who went there, except for the England innings. But, you know, local hometown born and bred boy Travis Head gets uh, close to a ton, so that puts... Everybody in South Australia in a good mood, not that it's going to help him get selected anywhere else, but he's in the T20 side as well and he's been playing really well for the strikers in the T20, so hopefully he continues that form on in the green and golds. I've had a request by a listener, probably my only listener, so hello listener, you know who you are, you have requested this topic. This topic she asked me to talk about was Tinder. Yes, the uh, social... Networking, dating app, swipe left, swipe right at a picture app. Um, don't read the profile, just pick the picture because the profile is usually fake anyway. So it's yeah, basically swipe, swipe left, swipe right on the picture. We all, we all know what Tinder is. Everyone knows what Tinder is. So my, my view of Tinder is what it's always been since Tinder came into existence. Tinder is Tinder's a hookup app. Um, that's what Tinder is. It's a app where you, you swipe a picture of a person that you might like to have a relations with, intimate relations, sexual relations with male or female. Um, you know, we're not, we're not here to judge. It can be whatever. I'm pretty sure Tinder has a function where males can swipe right or left on males and females can swipe right or left on females or, um, you just swipe on your... On your opposite sex, if that's if that's what you would like to do. So, yeah. So to me, Tinder is what it's always been. It's been as a hookup app. So when I'm on Tinder, yes, I'm on Tinder, and no, I'm not one of those creepy guys that's standing there in the photo with my chest out and my arms all puffed up and and my you know, my tattoos hanging out. Or I'm not one of those creepy blokes, which apparently is a lot more uh, regular than I thought it was. People telling me that there's guys posing in their Tinder photos from Australia with shotguns and handguns and knives and, uh, you know, the heads of animals that they've been hunting and such. Public service announcement for every all the guys out there. Well, that was a bit loud. Public service announcement for all the guys out there. Not cool. All right. 
you may think it makes you look like a big manly man standing there with a shotgun hanging over your shoulder or, you know, a handgun in your hand or, you know, a boar's head uh, and a knife. You may think that makes you look real cool and masculine and hunter-gatherer and, and all that sort of ridiculous thing. It doesn't. What it actually does is, is for 99% of the females out there, it freaks them the fuck out. Would you date someone if they rocked up to the first date with a knife in their hand going, oh, g'day, love, how you going? You know, you want to catch a beer? Look at my knife. Whoop, 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 whoop. Would you, would you date someone who did that? If, if From a male's perspective, a female walked up and she had a, a, a shotgun hanging over her shoulder and she walked into the pub, you know, walked into the pub, normal, walk up to you, hi, how you going? G'day, Steve. Hi, I'm Jeanette. How you going, Jeanette? Jeanette, you've got a gun. Yeah, yeah, no, I take my gun everywhere. Oh, it goes everywhere with me. You know, I take photos of my gun. I love my gun. Would you continue to date that female or would you be scared for your life? I don't know about you, but if I was going on a date with someone and they rocked up with a gun, I'm probably either going to ring triple zero because it's Australia or if I'm in another country where the gun laws aren't as stringent as they are in Australia, I'm probably going to be like, oh, well, is that the time? Oops, um, sorry, I've got to uh, perform major heart surgery in the morning. Bye. And I'm getting the fuck out of there. Simple. Don't pose with photos like that, guys. And girls, I don't know whether girls do it. I haven't come across any girls do it. But guys, seriously, don't pose with photos like that. It's creepy. It's disgusting. It's not making you look any more manly. Now, gripe for the females as well. So, this is when I'm swiping on photos. Can we stop with the Snapchat filters? Please, I, I beg of thee. Ladies out there, please stop with the whole, you know, look at me, I'm a puppy dog Snapchat filter or the, the uh, flowers around the neck and around the head and, you know, those sort of the starry Snapchat photo, Snapchat filters and that sort of thing. Stop with that. If I wanted to see those filters, let's become friends and I'll add you on Snapchat and then you can send that to me as much as you want. We don't go on to Tinder to find the one that we're going to marry. People who do go on to Tinder and their profile says, okay, I know I said earlier don't read their profile, but I sometimes read the profile, okay? But people who go on Tinder, they say, oh, I'm sick of being messed around by guys. I'm looking for the one. I'm sorry to tell you, you're on the wrong app. Simple as that. You are, you are 100% on the wrong app. This Tinder is not for that. Tinder is for, I uh, need to find someone to bang. And who's going to bang me? I'm going to swipe right on you because I want to bang you. That's what Tinder is. Simple as that. Okay, so if you're using Tinder for anything else, there's plenty of other dating apps out there. You know, you've got... Oasis and Plenty of Fish and Bumble and, you know, apps like that, that's where you're going to find guys who are genuinely ready to settle down and move on and, you know, maybe not settle down, settle down, but, you know, they're looking for something uh, a bit more than, hey, come over, bang, I'm out. You know what I mean? That's that's basically what they're what those other apps are for. So go and use those other apps. Tinder is a hookup app first and foremost. That's what it should be used for. Don't complain when people proposition you. Now, in saying that, guys, unsolicited dick pics, not cool. 
Okay, we I know we all think our penis is amazing and beautiful and sexy and it's the only one like it. Well, guess what, gentlemen? It's not. Every male has a penis. And they all look around about the same. They may differ in length and width, but they're basically the same thing. So, you know what, 90% of girls out there, they've seen a penis. They don't need to see yours. If they wanted to see yours, guess what they're going to do? Hey, send me a dick pic. Don't send unsolicited dick pics to people. It's creepy. It's disgusting. And I don't think people need to see that shit. Just how it is. Sorry, but don't send them. Simple as that. I don't know what's happening in your part of the world or your part of the country or your part of existence, but... Here in uh, lovely South Australia, we've just come off the back of almost two weeks at plus 38 degrees, uh, and we're heading into a 42 to 46 for Saturday, Sunday, before it cools down to around 30-something. So just at the moment, Mother Nature's been one cranky bitch. She's just throwing hot day after hot day after hot day, and she's veering his very little reprieve overnight. Now, I know that... There's a lot of people that will turn around and go, oh, yeah, but, hey, it's, you know, it's summer in Australia. Summer in Australia is hot. You know, how did how did our grandparents and great-grandparents survive when it was so hot? Well, guess what, people? They didn't. Do you want to know why they didn't? Because it hasn't been as hot before. Back when our grandparents and our great-grandparents going up, they would say it's hot. They'd say things along the lines of, you know, I remember when it used to get to 100 back when they still had Fahrenheit in Australia. Guess what? Fahrenheit's only 37 degrees. So they used to gauge the hottest part, the hottest days that they had were, you know, when it used to get to 100. But that's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. 100 degrees Fahrenheit, God, most of us at the moment, given what we've had over the past two weeks, it'd kill for 100 degrees Fahrenheit. We're, we're getting temperatures of 42, between 42 and 46 degrees Celsius, which for our American listeners is 114, or well 46, 46 degrees Celsius is 114 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 14, you know, degrees Fahrenheit hotter, or 14 Fahrenheit, and those are degrees Fahrenheit, or is it just Fahrenheit, whatever it is. But it's, you know, it's, it's hotter than it's ever been, and this is shown in... The bureaus having to now alter the colours. They've had to invent new colours and rescale colours on the heat maps to represent what's going on in the world. That's crazy that we're doing that right now. And people will say the climate's been changing for since the dawn of time. And yes, the climate has been changing since the dawn of time. But I don't think there's a scientist anywhere, a credible scientist. Okay, there's plenty of witch doctors and non-credible scientists out there who will argue this, but of all the credible scientists out there, the ones paid for the government, the ones who aren't paid for the, by the government, the independents, you know, NASA, all their climate modelling and all their climate science and everything says, even in Australia, the CSIRO, the Bureau of Meteorology, everybody's saying that it's accelerating quicker than we've ever seen. So if it's accelerating quicker than we've ever seen, surely that's got something to do with the shit that we're pumping up into the sky. It's pretty simple, really. We're pumping shit up into the sky. It's making things go quicker. So let's cut back on the amount of shit that we're pumping up into the sky.
Simples. I, I can't see that that would be that hard to do. Um, yeah, it's going to take a hit to the pocket for a, a while, but that's where, you know, maybe governments around the world need to be smarter with their spending instead of wasting multitudes of money on other things. Maybe look at investing and, and you know, helping out the smaller people and, you know, getting them through and actually taxing the right people in the world. Um, taxing those massive multinational companies that don't pay tax in, in their countries and just go and hide it in offshore tax havens where they don't have to pay tax. Maybe let's go and chase those people and they can help pay for what's going on and, and offset what's going on in the world. Um, you know, I noticed this week that I read a uh, article out of America that Donald, uh, the Donald, we won't call him Mr. President, the Donald has now signed an executive order to put a 33% tariff on top of any solar panel purchased from now on to make solar panels more unaffordable and make uh, gas and oil in America more affordable to people because the 33% tariff will go back in to help offset those costs, which to me is just crazy. I saw a stat in America at the solar industry alone employs... 170 to 200,000 people and with the 13 or 30% tariff or whatever it is that he's putting on solar panels, most of those people are going to lose their job because people aren't going to pay 30% more for solar panels. You're already paying a premium for solar panels so now he's going to put this on it to make it more unaffordable. And here in South Australia, now you can no longer cover your roof in solar panels and uh, feed it back into the grid you're only allowed a maximum of a three kilowatt power system. So most family houses that have been saving to get solar panels and couldn't afford it are now in the position that if they put three kilowatts on, yeah, it's going to offset their bill, but not by that much. So why would you bother? Why, why would you bother putting the feed-in tariffs are nearly non-existent anyway? So you're being paid nothing for the power you're producing on your solar panels. So if you put, you know, say $10,000 worth of solar panels on your roof, it's going to take you too long to pay back. So why would you bother? Keep the ten grand that you were going to pay on the solar panels and just pay it off in a power bill. You know, put some energy efficient lights in, get some LEDs and that sort of thing. That's what people are going to start doing, and it's it's horrible to see that. You know, I haven't got solar panels on my roof because I'm I'm renting at the moment. I'm renting off my off my little brother, and hopefully in the next you know twelve eighteen months I'll be able to purchase this house from him. And my intention now is to go into massive amounts of debt to put a solar battery system on my house to uh, like a, a Tesla Powerwall or, or, you know, by the time I get to the point where I can invest that sort of money, Tesla Powerwall will be just one of a number of those options on the market and maybe pull my house completely off grid and run on panels. You know, I live by myself. Um, I work away for a couple of, you know, for a, for a week or so each um each month so you know there's seven days or whatever it is when I'm not here so for me that seems pretty beneficial I don't know that's my thought I, th I think that you know the patches will sit here and they won't be used you know it's only really my cats at home and you know they only watch Netflix you know and then they're watching cat documentaries on Netflix and and stuff like that so you know they're 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 not using that much power they haven't figured out how to use the air conditioner yet I know my ginger cat over here he's trying to figure out how to use the air conditioner remote he watches me every time I turn it on so it wouldn't surprise me if I come home one day in the middle of winter when it's you know freezing cold and the heater's on in my room because my 
Ginger Cat has worked out how to turn the air conditioner on. Okay, so I'd like to talk about coaching and specifically uh, coaching junior sport. I've been I've been coaching junior cricket now for what are we? Two years in the thirteens, two years in the six. So about four, four or five years now. I've been coaching uh, from under thirteens uh, through to under sixteens uh, cricket. Um, it's good fun. I enjoy it. Um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because I just I have a feel. I feel now that the that the kids aren't paying as much attention in sport as they used to. I think they're they well, especially in cricket. There's so much cricket on television, and the kids watch cricket on TV, and then they come out and they try to you know, play cricket like the people on TV, which is fine. Hey, you know, that that's fine. I don't mind that, you know, I used to go out and try and, you know, I, I used to try and base my whole bowling off Glen McGrath's run-up and Glen McGrath's action and that sort of thing. I was never any good, but, you know, I, I tried to do it. It's horrible at it, but I still tried. And, you know, then I tried to tried to bat like Matthew Hayden in, in my young years, only one problem with trying to battle Matthew, he's left-handed and I'm right-handed, so it didn't, you know, it didn't exactly quite work. But you know, we all we all try to do that. But I just find, you know, I come to training on a Thursday night, and we've we've moved trainings back a little bit later um, into the night, so the kids now go home from school and they can do some homework and maybe have a bite to eat, and then they come down to training with me. Training sort of six six uh, six thirty at night, um, and I find that kids are. They just seem really bratty. I, I, I was probably like that when I was that age, but it just seems really frustrating to me with how bratty and annoying they are. I'm just like, oi, go over here and do this. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I'm like, we, can you do it, please? Just do it. And then the quicker we get this done, we could move on to something else. But they're just not having a bar of it. All they want to do is argue and yell. And, you know, we used to... We used to pick on each other at training and and that sort of thing when I was when I was younger, but it's come to my attention through a few things in football that this picking on each other when we used to do it, it was at training and then we went home and it was fine. But since the you know the introduction of social media and Snapchats and Facebook messengers and all that sort of stuff, I've heard that it's going on at home. So they'll pick on each other, you know, they'll pick on a kid at training and you'll put a stop to it at training. Then they'll go home and then they'll just launch into him on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever whatever social media platform they're using. And I'm just like, wait a minute. I thought I put a stop to that. And then you find out that they're just doing it anyway. And I doubt whether a lot of these parents know what's going on with their what their kids are up to and that sort of thing because it's bloody hard. I know when I first got my mobile phone, there was no way in hell I was letting my parents near my mobile phone. I didn't know want them to see what text messages I was sending and that sort of thing. I don't know when I first got my phone, most of what we did was phone calls because we couldn't be stuffed sitting there and typing out a text message because we had the old school QWERTY keyboards. So, you know, to type something, you've got to press the buttons 24 freaking times to actually get him to do anything so i just yeah I, I now it just seems like it's so much simpler for kids to just bully each other and i don't think it's 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 not cool everyone says it's not cool everyone out there saying it's not cool but the problem is is these people that are saying it's not cool are people that are my age and older than me or a little bit younger you know so you're looking at between 20 and say 35, 40 are coming out, you know, bullying's bad, we shouldn't be bullying, bullying, you know, don't bully, don't bully, don't bully. 
we need the bullying campaign. What the bullying campaign needs, it needs a younger voice. So it needs it needs teenagers to to come out and and be the face of that sort of thing. So younger people. So if you know you're 16, 17, 18 years old, they're the ones that should be the face of the bullying campaign. Not me at 31, who's there at training, going kids don't bully each other, and you know running a bullying seminar. So you've got some 40 year old lady or 40 year old man coming up into your club to do a bullying seminar to tell you, you know, that bullying's bad, well, the kids aren't going to pay any attention to that. They're not interested. They don't care because you can't engage with them on their level. You need to be able to engage with those kids on their level. I, I can try to engage with those kids on their level through, through, the, through sport and that sort of thing, but the bullying culture is something that's completely foreign to me through, you know, through the device. Like, I, ours always used to be verbal. We were always, you know, we didn't say, we didn't send stuff in a text message. We weren't, we weren't typing heroes. If we had a problem with someone and we wanted to pick on someone, we went straight to them. We tied them straight to the face, and you wear the consequences when you tell it straight to someone's face. And a lot of the time, when we used to bully people, yes, I'd admit it, I bullied people. I think everyone did, to an extent, but. Well, a lot of the time when you went up and you said something to someone, you were either bullying them or picking on them or just ribbing them or whatever, when you went up and talked to them and you actually said that to their face, it actually stopped you from doing it because you could see in their eyes, you'd watch their heart break or you'd watch them sink or you'd watch them get upset and then all of a sudden you were like, oh my God, I'm a horrible person. Why would I say that to that person? If they said that to me, I'd go and cry in the freaking corner. Why, why am I saying that to that person? So these days it just seems like, you know, you can type out what you want to say and you can pick on anyone. There's social media heroes everywhere. People would rather just type it into a phone and put it on Facebook and put it on Snapchat and put it on whatever social media platform they've got and abuse the shit out of people and think that there's no ramifications for what's going on. Let's fucking fix it. Let's find a way... To fix it, let's not sit here and have politicians come out and go, you know, this isn't good, we shouldn't be doing this. Let's genuinely sit down with some people. Let's get in a room together. Let's sit across the table. Let's find some of these trolls. Let's get onto Twitter and go, righto, Twitter, let's find these trolls. Let's let's get these kids that are getting bullied relentlessly at school. Let's get these kids in a room. Let's get the parents in another room across from them. Let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure out how we can fix this. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's start naming and shaming people that don't do don't want to come out and fix what's going on. Maybe it's going to take seriously a round table with a whole bunch of bullies in a room with a whole bunch of victims sitting across from each other and a mediatory running a mediation to figure out what's going on. Maybe you know, maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe it's going to take a whole bunch of people. And let's you know, let's do it. Let's just let's let's get a room. Let's get a big boardroom. Let's get twenty or thirty people in a room. Let's get. Uh, let's start at say age twelve, and we'll go through to say age thirty. So we'll get. Let's get fifty people, 25, uh, 25 people who are perceived as bullying, twenty five victims. Let's go in a room together. Let's get them all to sit around a table. Let's put some cookies out, a bit of soft drinks, some you know some water, a bit of fruit, some paper, some pens, a couple of people to oversee the debate. And let's sit down and let's talk it out. Let's figure out what's going on, why it's happening, and a good way to stop it. How, how, can, how can we be friends? 
You know, let, let, let's all be friends. You know, okay, not friends. We don't have to be friends. But let's just be fucking civil to each other for five minutes. Is it really that hard as a population for us to all be fucking civil or are we just too busy arguing with each other over dumb shit? Seriously, we, we, we argue over the dumbest shit as a society. It does, absolutely does my head in the dumb shit that we argue over. You know, we'll argue over whether, you know, whether someone's born here or born overseas. You know, we, we've just spent six months in Australia arguing over whether a politician is citizenship to Australia and citizenship to another country, and that determines whether they can run in parliament. We just literally spent six months arguing over that. We've got massive unemployment in this country. We've got zero infrastructure build. We've got the mining boom slowing up. We've got abundance of open land where we can invest in renewables and try and do what's best for the nation. We've got politician after politician signing away our sovereign rights in the in um, free trade agreements and and things like that. So you know they're, they're signing you know so oh you know but it's good for exports, but it makes a lot of other exports uneconomical. So businesses shut down and they move away and. And, you, you know, we've got all this sort of happening and we spent six months arguing over that. Literally six months. But no one's talking about any of this other stuff. We're just talking about all this other dumb shit. So... Oh, hey, Ginger Cat. So now... Oh, 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 shit. Fuck. Cat on the keyboard. Cat on the keyboard. Cat down. Cat down. Oh, hold on. Let's... Oh. Buck, what are you doing? What? So we have a cat on the keyboard who's now trying to edit the podcast. Cat, get off the keyboard. Come on. Oh, ah, oh. Cat attacking the microphone. Cat attacking the microphone. Shit, cat, cat. (laughs) Okay, so we solved the cat issue. The cat is now on the bed, half asleep. So that was a, uh, a little bit of fun for the listeners at home, listening to my big, heavy... Ginger Cat climb all over my keyboard and trying to attack my microphone because I was paying him zero attention. Cats are good like that, aren't they? They just really crave your attention. They're not like dogs. Dogs, sometimes I wonder whether dogs quite all aren't quite, you know, if they're a couple of sheep short of a flock in the top paddock because they would just run around and amuse themselves and, and do, you know, do what they do or, you know, when you They'll just hang out the bat. Whereas when you're inside and a cat comes in, the cat's like, Oi, dude, this is my house. You waiter on me and do everything I want you to do. As simples. But forgetting that, hey, cat, I, I don't go to work today. You don't get fed. And cats don't seem to care about that. That's just, that's just cats. So now he's, he's, re- he's laying there like a prima donna now. He's propped up on my pillow. And he's got his paws hanging off the edge of the bed. Uh, looks like I'm sleeping on the couch again because he's laying crossways across the bed. So, you know, he's, he's literally about 40 centimetres long. He's a massive, massive cat. He's, and he's very, he's just a big sook. And when he was a kitten, I don't know about that. I don't know whether you, anyone anyone listening has ever done this, but have you ever done the whole thing when, when a cat meows you meow back at them? 
So they'll just go round and you go round, 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 and you just keep doing it. Yeah, I, I, I did that to my ginger cat. And ginger cat's name's Buck. I, I did that to Buck when he was a kitten. And when he was, you know, a little bit grown up kitten. And when he was a little bit older. So biggest mistake I ever made was meowing at my cat because now when I go home from work, he'll be sitting on the back veranda. I'll pull up out the back of my ute. It'll be, you know, 8 o'clock at night when I finally leave the office. I'll pull up out the back and jump out of my ute. And he'll be sitting on the back veranda and he'll just start talking. And he'll just be like, wow, 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 wow. And I meow back at him. And so now all he does when he walks in the house during the week, if I'm home and he's not inside when I get home, he'll come walking up the hallway talking to see where I am in the house. That, that's how he gauges where I am in the house because I'll just be like, what? What do you want? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he'll just come running up and jump on the bed or jump on the couch or do whatever and, and go to sleep. So now he just constantly talks. He doesn't just talk to me. He um, he talks to my parents. So when I'm away working, my uh, my parents come over here to feed and water my cats. So he'll uh, he'll hang out and talk to them. Um, any of my friends that come over for my sister's wedding in April, I, um, I had like seven people in my house. He was having a shit time at life then because there was kids here and he doesn't really like kids. But when, uh, when my best mate was here and my best mate was up in, up in his room and up in the room that I gave him and, and Buck walked in and just started talking to him because he's just like, I, I think what Buck was trying to get through was, is there's too many people here. Can I come and hide in here? Um, unfortunately, I think Mark was a little bit allergic to cats, so Buck wasn't really, couldn't really hang out in there, so he spent most of the time under the, under, uh, my bed in my room, so, yeah, no, cats, he's, he's a good cat, he's, he's, um, he's a bit of a shithead, but he's a good cat. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna put this on record on the podcast to make sure I actually stick to it, because... I know there's no one that listens to it, but hey, there may be someone somewhere that actually one day wants to sort of listen to it and and listen to my opinions and and listen to what's going on. But I thought um, I thought I'd put it out there on Wednesday uh, Wednesday coming. I think it's Wednesday coming. I start my journey to health. Um, I've signed up with. A uh, food prep company called Light and Easy. Um, I'm not sponsored by Light and Easy. I only have zero listeners, so they're not going to sponsor me. But I decided that I would try something different. I had previously done um, Jenny Craig when I was living in Adelaide and managed to lose quite a uh, quite a bit of weight and was feeling a lot healthier. The thing I found with Jenny Craig though was it cost you a lot for what you've got, and then you still had to buy on top. So financially, it wasn't beneficial to me. Even though I was still living by myself, financially, it wasn't beneficial to me. Whereas it seems to me that light and easy, all i got to do is go and buy milk and everything else comes in a box and is dropped at my back door each Wednesday. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So this will be, yeah, I'll start start my journey. Um, God, I hate that word, journey. Just ridiculous. Nah, not going to use journey. I... um. I start my Let's Not Be Fat Anymore Beef program. Yeah, let's go with that. That's a great name for a program. Let's Not Be Fat Anymore Beef. Let's Get Skinny. Well, not skinny because I can't get skinny, but let's get skinnier. Let's get healthier. Nah, let's run with Let's Not Be Fat Anymore. That sounds way better. So I start my uh, Let's Not Be Fat Anymore uh, program. 
either this Wednesday or next Wednesday coming. So there'll be uh, regular regular updates about that through the pod. Um, I might uh, might even do a weekly segment at the end of the pod just to let everyone know what's going on. Um, I reckon I might do a meal review. That'll give me something else to talk about. I'll do a meal review every week. I'll pick one meal out of what I've had and I'll review it. You all want to hear what's going on. Surely you want to hear what you know, what food I'm eating and and all that sort of stuff. You know, anyone who hates hearing people talk about food is going to hate this. But yeah, let's do that. Okay, so that's what we'll do. We'll review a food at the end of at the end of the pot each week. Well, that uh, that'll that'll do us on time for for the pod this week. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And if you've got 10 seconds, can you go and rate it on iTunes? Pretty please. Um, I'll love you forever if you rate it on iTunes. But if you don't want to rate it on iTunes, that's fine. Please, if you're going to rate it on iTunes, only rate it on iTunes if you're going to give it five stars. Don't be one of these assholes that gives someone one star and says he's full of shit. Just um, yeah, only do it if you're going to do give me five stars, please. I don't want to hear your negative feedback. But that'll do us for the week. So I hope everyone has a good couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll talk to everyone in a couple of weeks. Until then, pod four out.